Thanks for joining us. To keep up with the latest news and podcasts, visit www.propelchurchaz.com. Now get ready for a great message from Pastor Jason. If you would, if you pull out your Bibles, pull out your outlines, and silent your phone at this time, we're going to jump into this last week of the series entitled Hello Fear, and um, we, want, we want to just close out and wrap up this series that we've been in. I know I've heard from many of you that this has been encouraging to you, and, and I know that we've tackled some of the fears that we experience, and there's probably many fears that uh, we have not experienced uh, or haven't seen or talked about in this series, but God wants to deliver us from all our fears, Scripture says. And so we're going to finish up the series, and our theme verse has been Psalm 34.4, which says, I sought the Lord, and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears, David said. And David really went to God, and he delivered and asked God to deliver him and set him free from every single fear. Because so many times we can be consumed with fear to the point where it debilitates us and keeps us from experiencing the freedom of God in our lives. If we let them, the choice is ours. God never intended for us to live in fear, right? Right. That's why we're addressing fear. That's why we're saying, hello, fear, I've got your number and you've got to go. And today I want to look at the idea that through our fear of God, we don't have to fear man. Through our fear of God, we don't have to fear man. Now, obviously, we know that we should have a holy or a reverent fear of God, of who he is. God doesn't want us to be afraid of him. That's not what that means, but because he's a loving God and he wants us to draw near to him so he can draw near to us. But at the same time, we should have an honoring or respectful respectful fear of who God is because he's almighty God and the judge of our lives. And it's through our love for God that we can truly fear him. And through this type of fear of God and who he is, we don't have to fear man, do we? We don't have to be afraid of what man may try to do to us or what man says he or she may do to us. We don't have to be afraid of what man thinks about us because God doesn't want us to live in fear. In fact, God has a plan and a purpose for each of our lives, and through him, we accomplish all that he has called us to do. So we don't have to be afraid of those that oppose us. Look with me, if you will, at Joshua chapter 1, verses 1 through 9. Here in the context at the beginning book, at the beginning of the, the book of Joshua, Joshua and the Israelites were now getting ready to enter their promised land. And in order to do that, they were going to have to conquer many enemies and territories to receive the promise of God that was for their lives and for their nation. And this is what it says in Joshua 1, starting with verse 1. It says, After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. 
Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Now the Lord is speaking to Joshua here about the promised land, about the promises that he had given him. And he was reminding Joshua that he had called him, that he had anointed him to lead the Israelites here. And he gives him some specific commands. And it sounds like God is being redundant here. But there's a reason and a purpose that he was stating some things over. And I want to look at the the context of this passage from the perspective that we don't have to fear man. We don't have to fear those that may be up against us. Obviously, God was going to give Joshua and the Israelites every place that they were going to set their feet. He was going to give them the territory that he had promised them. Yes, they were going to have some opponents that were going to come against them, that would try to prevent them from taking the land. But they, the Israelites, would be victorious because God was going before them to cause them to be successful. I want you to understand this morning that for our lives, we don't wake up or we don't wake up in the morning to fear man and the enemy because the battle is already won. This is key for our lives. Why? Because sometimes we wake up in the morning and we fear the battle. We fear man that we're going to have to encounter that day. We fear the enemy that we're going to face that day. The opposition that we face, like we talked about last week, is sometimes a part of the battle that we're in. But God does not want us to fear the battle. He doesn't want us to fear man because the battle is already won. Through Christ, we overcome any obstacle or any battle. It was settled at the cross. And so when we wake up in the mornings, our attitude, our mindset, our war cry needs to be that the battle we face is already won through Jesus. It's over and done with through Christ. The battle we face may be overwhelming to us. In fact, it can debilitate us if we let it be. But I'm here to remind you today that we don't wake up in the morning to fear the battle because God goes before us to make a way. Instead, we wake up to take territory for Jesus. That needs to be our mindset. If our focus should not be on fearing the battle every morning, then our focus should be on what territory can I claim today for Jesus? I'm not going to fear the battle. I'm not going to fear the enemy. I'm not going to fear man. But what territory can I take for Jesus today? What is he purpose for me to accomplish today? What promised land is God wanting to give me today? What divine plans has God laid out before me today? You see, church, so many times we get stuck at fearing the battle. We wake up and we are debilitated by the day that we have to face. We have to face the trial, the tribulation that we're in. And it paralyzes us. Instead, if we would understand that we need to shift our mindset, God has already taken care of the battle. Through Christ, if we're keeping our eyes on Him, if we're following after Him, through Jesus, we win. We just have to have the perspective and the mindset that, God, what territory today are you going to give me? 
What divine plans are you going to lay out before me today? What steps am I going to take to claim for your name today? In my life, in my situation. And if we fear the battle, we will miss out on territory that God wants to give us each and every day. We will miss out on divine opportunities to advance the kingdom of God in our lives. And we can miss out on the promised land, those things that God has called us to and that he wants to give us if we fear the battle. So what am I referring to when I talk about the territory or promised land for our lives that God desires to give us? Here's what I mean. It's the territory of lost souls and kingdom purposes. It's the territory of lost souls and kingdom purposes. God gives us opportunities to reach the lost. To see the lost come to know Jesus. Oh, here we go, Pastor. He's, he's talking about the lost again. I, I thought this salvation, this, this gospel, this Jesus thing is for us and, and us four and no more. It's never about that, is it? That's right, amen. We can never stop talking about the lost. Because God has strategically placed us here to reach the lost. To win people for Christ. To share our faith in God's love with others. That's why we're here. That is so good. Amen. And not only is our territory about lost souls to reach for Christ, but God has created us for his kingdom purposes. He's gifted you. He's given you the ability and the anointing to accomplish what he's called you to in your life. He's placed us right where he wants us to accomplish everything for him. To represent him at work in every place we go. Everywhere we go. To build and advance the kingdom of God in every facet of our life and all that we do or all that we say for him. It comes down to having a kingdom mindset and living with purpose instead of living in fear. And God was telling Joshua here, he's saying, you're going to lead my people into the promises that I've had for them. You're going to be the one. You're going to take the territory that I've already made a way for because the battle is already won. Don't fear the battle, Joshua. I've already overcome every enemy that you're going to face. And so to live this way, we have to understand that our footsteps should be purposeful. Our footsteps need to be purposeful in our lives. We should ask the question every day, am I living with purpose? Are my footsteps or is everything that God's called me to today being accomplished? Am I accomplishing God's purposes or my purposes today? Which is it? Because so many times we get caught up in our purposes and we push God to the side and we forget about his purposes. And we miss out on the territory. We miss out on those lost soul opportunities to share God's love with others. When God told Joshua he would give him every place that he'd set his foot or walk, he was saying, be strategic in where you go, Joshua. I will go with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to forsake you, he said. So don't miss out on any territory that I want to give you. Because every step that you take, every footstep that you lead your, my people, you're going to declare and claim for the glory and the kingdom of God and for all of Israel. He was saying every step you take is yours. So don't miss out on taking the territory for my name's sake. And in the same way, church, we must be purposeful when it comes to taking the territory from taking and the lost souls that God wants to give us to reaching out to the lost 
being purposeful, being intentional to sharing our faith and love for Christ with others. We have to realize and live with the mentality that no one can stand against us. God told Joshua here, he said, no one's going to stand against you all the days of your life. Think about that. That's a promise from God that is for every one of our lives. When God is for you, no one can stand against you. No matter what he's called you to do, no matter what he's asked you to do, no one can stand against you because God is with us. He will not leave us or forsake us. He is for us. He's already given us the victory. That's why we don't have to fear the battle. We don't have to fear man. Because it's not for our glory or our name's sake, but it's for his. It's for his. And we may face opposition like Joshua and the Israelites did, but we can be confident we have the victory because of God's promise for our life and the plans that he has for us. This is why he told Joshua, be strong and courageous times three. Be strong and courageous times three. God told Joshua three different times to be strong and courageous. And the last time God said, haven't I commanded you? In other words, God was serious with this command. He was wanting Joshua to get the point, to understand, don't be afraid no matter what. No matter who you encounter, no matter what you encounter in taking the promised land, don't be afraid. Instead, be strong and be courageous. Yes, you may face some opposition. You're going to have some enemies, but I have already overcome them, Joshua. I will give you the victory, so be strong and courageous. And God knew that there would be the temptation to give in to fear, which is why I believe that God told Joshua three different times, be strong and courageous. When the fear of man or the fear of the enemy comes against us, we need to remind ourselves and be reminded by the the power of God's word to be strong and courageous. We don't take territory for God in our own strength. We take territory for God and we advance the kingdom of God and his power and his might. We go in his strength to accomplish all that he has for us. And many times we can be afraid to share our faith with others. Why? Because we fear rejection of man. But God is saying, be strong. Be courageous when you share my love with others. When you share your testimony with others. When you share your faith in me with others. Why? Because I've opened the door. Because I've been the one that's opened this opportunity. I've opened up this person's heart to share your love and my truth with them. So we must learn to be strong and courageous, church. It's quiet in here. Come on now. Come on. This is God's word for our lives. This is the truth of God's word. It will change our lives. It will change how we see and how we advance the kingdom of God if we get this down on the inside of us. We have to shift our thinking into kingdom-minded thinking. We have to learn to be strong and courageous in every part of our journey with Christ and taking territory for him. Understand this. When we don't obey God or his word, we open up ourselves to fear. God calls us to be obedient to his word. We know that. To obey his commands for our lives. And he reminded Joshua to keep his word on their lips. To meditate, to think, and apply his word to their lives so that they would obey his word. That they would not miss out on the blessing of God. The other reason why is because there's power in the word of God. 
There's power for our lives through his word. And if we don't obey his word, we open up ourselves to fear. Understand that the power of God's word keeps us. It holds us secure in God's plans and purposes for our lives. But fear comes when we disobey God, when we disobey his word, or we go against what he's told us to do. The enemy will attack and will try to get us to walk away from God, to try to go against God and his word. And that's why God warned Joshua to be careful in obeying all or everything in his word. Because I want you to get this this morning. Careful obedience brings the anointing and complete victory. When we're careful to obey God and his word, we can be confident that he will anoint us for the victory in taking the territory. God can anoint disobedience. I'm going to say that again. God cannot anoint disobedience to his word or to what he's asked of us. And sometimes we think we can skirt around this issue. And there are maybe lifestyle issues that are sin in God's eyes. And we think it's okay. And we wonder why we come against the struggle and the opposition and we can never seem to get past it. It possibly could be because you're being disobedient in a certain area. It could be a a mindset that needs to shift. And we are giving into fear. And through that fear, we're never going to receive and walk in the promised land that God has placed before us if we're allowing fear to control us instead of allowing Jesus to be Lord over our lives. God can't anoint disobedience. He can't give us the victory in taking all the territory if we're not following all of what he's called us to. Oh, we may have some victories along the way because God will be trying to work in, he will work in, in our lives and he's faithful to his word and promises, but we will not receive the promised land that God has placed before each and every one of us if we are operating in disobedience. So we have to be careful to obey God and all that he's asked of us, whether his spoken word to our hearts when he speaks to us personally, or whether through his written word in the Bible. I want us to see that being afraid and discouraged causes us to forget that God is with us. When we haven't been obedient to God and his word, and we open up ourselves to fear, being afraid and discouraged causes us to forget that God is with us. That's why God reminded Joshua here in this passage to not be fearful and discouraged in verse 9. Because fear and discouragement causes us to forget that God won't ever leave us or forsake us. God told Joshua and us that he will be with us wherever we go. I mean, think about that. Every time we take a step, God is with us. When we walk out of these doors today, God is with us. We go home, he's with us. When we go to work, he's with us. When we go to the store, he's with us. When we're driving down the 347, he's with us. God is with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. And our footsteps take more territory for him when we're not afraid or discouraged. After God finished telling Joshua these things, this is what he says in verses 10 and 11. He says, so Joshua ordered the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell the people, get your provisions ready. Three days from now, you will cross the Jordan here to go in and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you for your own. Church, we must live ready to take possession of our territory. That's right, amen. Yeah. 
We have to live our lives in the ready mode. Joshua told the people to get your, your provisions ready, to get your stuff in order, because in three days, we're going to be crossing the Jordan to take the territory that God had promised to give us. And sometimes we understand that we have to live in that ready mode. In other words, we have to have our things packed up and ready to go. God, whenever you say go, go. I'm in. At the same time in our lives, sometimes that means that we have to let go of some things in order to cross the Jordan River. In order to go into our promised land, we have to let go of some mindsets. We have to let go of some lifestyle issues or things that we're holding on to. And we have to make a choice. Are we going to hold on to these things and forfeit the promised land that God has promised us? Or are we going to let them go and trust God and get our stuff ready because we're going to walk into where God has called us and destined our lives to be? You see, we have to make that choice. And this is a great reminder that we must live ready. We have to be ready in and out of season for what God has for us. We have to be ready every single day to take the territory that God's planned for us to take. We have to be ready to share with others. When God brings them across our path to give them the reason why we have hope in Jesus. We've got to expect that God is going to use us each and every day for his glory. God wants to give you victory in every single footstep that you take. Every single footstep because the battle is already won. This should be the norm, not the exception. That's why we have to think this way. And we have to expect God to show up in these ways. Because if we don't expect God to use us or we don't think that he has a specific plan and purpose for each and every day of our life, we can miss out on what he has for us. In Joshua chapter 2, Joshua sent out two spies secretly, we know from what scripture says. And they were sent out to check out the promised land, to go ahead and to... To, to survey the land and check out Jericho specifically. And it says that they went in and entered the house of a prostitute named Rahab. Now, it doesn't tell us specifically why they went to Rahab's house or why they went to a prostitute's home to, ha- to hide out there. It doesn't give us all that information. I mean, it's not the first place that you go to hide as a follower of God, right? I mean, think about it. The, the, the king in Jericho, we know from scripture, knew that they were there. And so someone reported to him, hey, we have some spies from Israel here in the land checking us out. And they, known, they had known that they had went to Rahab's house because they went there and she had hid them. It would be like me sending out a couple spies for our church to check out some church property land for us. I say, hey, you know, I want you guys to go survey some land here in the area so we can build a building. Go out and check it out. And those two spies went to some prostitute's home to hide out. We'd be all like, what is going on? (laughs) I know those people go to Propel. I think they're so-called believers, but what's going on entering into the prostitute's home, right? We don't understand why all they went into Rahab's house. But understand that It was in God's plan and providence that they went there. It was orchestrated by God because Rahab risked her life and family to save them. And this is what she told them. And God knew her heart. Mm -hmm. And God would save her. But look at what she told them in chapter 2 of Joshua, verses 8 through 11. It says, before the spies lay down for the night, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know... Understand that. I know that the Lord has given you this land. 
and that a great fear of you has fallen on us, so that all who live in this country are melting in fear because of you. We have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when you came out of Egypt, and what you did to Sion and Og, the two kings of the Amorites east of the Jordan, whom you completely destroyed. When we heard of it, our hearts melted in fear, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and on the earth below. Something rose up within her. And she declared and decreed the truth of who God is. And the anointing that was on the Israelites. And so we see that it was Rahab's faith in God to hide the spies for their safety, which brought salvation to her and her entire family that was with her. And she could be, why? Because she knew God was going to give Jericho to the Israelites. She knew it. Living in Jericho as a prostitute. And we see even in Hebrews 11, verse 31, that because of her faith in who God is, the God of Israel, the one true God, because of her faith, God saved her and her entire family. But not only that, if you look at Matthew 1, I encourage you to go back and look at Matthew 1 at some point. It shares the the lineage of Jesus. And it's listed there. And you know what? Rahab became a part of the lineage of Jesus. Think about that. God took a prostitute who had put her faith in God, saved her, saved her family, became one of the Israelites, and God used that in his lineage. Because after leaving her life of prostitution in Jericho and putting her faith in God, she went to live with the Israelites, Scripture says, as one of them. And she married Salmon and gave birth to Boaz, who married Ruth, and who was the great-grandfather of David. The lineage of Jesus. God used Rahab to be a part of that lineage. But here's a couple things that I want us to see out of this passage here. The anointing of God goes before us and will bring a fear of who he is. We don't have to fear man because when we're walking with God and we're fearing him and walking in obedience to him, the fear of God that is on our lives will be displayed to others. And others will fear who our God is. Rahab knew that God was with the Israelites and would give them victory. And she said that Jericho was melting in fear because of the Israelites and how God had brought them victory and bringing them out of Egypt, crossing the Red Sea and and having victorious battles against the kings of, of the Amorites. And she clearly stated that Israel God is the one true God in heaven above and earth below. I want you to see, church, that the anointing of God on our lives will go before us to give us victory. The anointing of God also brings a reality of the God that we serve in others' view and perspective. When we're walking in obedience to God and in his anointing to take territory for him, people will see the anointing of God and on and in and through our lives. And it will cause people to be drawn to Jesus. They will see and know that we serve the one true God in heaven and on earth. The second thing out of this passage I want you to see is that our territory and calling is to reach everyone. That's right, amen. To reach everyone. Just like Rahab the prostitute was saved and put her faith in God, our territory in reaching the lost is to reach everyone. That's right. God has not called us to just reach certain people or to reach a certain class of people. That's right, amen. Or to reach people that are already living stand-up good 
seemingly good lives before we share Jesus with them. That's right. Jesus said he came for the lost. That's right. He came for the hurting. He came for the broken. He didn't come for the healthy, but for the sick. That's right. That's right. Amen. Those that are stuck in sin that need Jesus. That's who he came for, he said in Matthew. And in the same way, we must realize and be willing to reach everyone for Jesus. No matter what stream of life they're in. Because we don't know how God will use them, change them, turn their life around if they surrender their life to Christ. Look what he did with Rahab. I mean, she made the list in Hebrews 11. The men and women of faith. She made the top list in that. She became part of the lineage of Jesus. If God can change a life that's caught in prostitution, found in prostitution, what can he do with anyone? Right? This is the scripture I want to close with this morning. That It's in Psalm 118, verses 6 through 9. It says, The Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me? The Lord is with me. He's my helper. I look in triumph on my enemies. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in humans. It's better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. When it comes to having a fear of man or having the fear of man and what man may say about me, what man could do to me or potentially come against me, overcoming the fear of man comes through taking refuge in the Lord. We have to take refuge in who God is. As the God of our lives. As what Joshua did. Joshua lived and led the Israelites in and through the refuge of God over them. We must continually be reminded to take refuge in the Lord. The Lord is our shield. The Lord is our protector. The Lord is our helper. He is with us. We don't have to be afraid. We don't have to live in fear. We have victory and triumph through Christ. It's already been promised. We don't have to fear the battle every day when we get up. We have to live with the mindset that we're going to take territory for Jesus today. We have to live in faith and purpose as the Lord gives us that territory of lost souls. And the kingdom purposes that he's called us to personally. In the promised land... Everywhere that we step. My closing challenge is this. Is that when it comes to fear. God never intended us to live in fear. Fear is bondage. It's from the enemy. It's not from God. And if we allow it. It will control our lives. Instead God wants to. And will deliver us from all our fears. If we surrender them to him. And if we run to Jesus as our refuge. Don't allow fear to control your life. Don't give the enemy that power in your life. You have the power through Jesus to overcome any and all fears. And when we stand up to fear and the power of the Holy Spirit and say, hello, fear, fear has to leave. Fear has to go. We don't have to live in that that mindset or that mentality or that demonic spirit because Jesus has overcome every enemy And he's promised us the victory in every single area of our life. Amen. 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 Would you bow your head and close your eyes?